This is a HeadGum Podcast. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Welcome to the This Is Why You're Single podcast. I'm Laura Lane. And I'm Angela Sparrow. We are the co-writers of the book, This Is Why You're Single. Every week we highlight a different dating topic. This week's episode is Overthinking Everything. Yes. Also in the lineup, we're talking about what's new in dating news, Facebook's new dating feature, and how much people gossip on a day on average. Then we're diving into the mailbox to answer your listener questions, including one listener who's got menu anxiety and another who got a booty call from a cross-country match and doesn't know it. But first, Angela, what is going on in your week? It's just you and I this week. Yeah, hi. How's hi. it going? Good. I can't believe we've never done an episode about overthinking. I know. It's such a topic near and dear to my heart because and I do it a lot. Yeah, same. Everybody does, especially when it comes to dating. I So here we are, episode 202, and we're... And we're we're finally getting into overthinking. Yeah. We were underthinking doing an overthinking episode. Yep, exactly. And now here we are. So what's up with you? Um, so I've noticed a trend among friends that I wish would take hold in my personal relationship. Uh, I know a bunch of people whose boyfriends help them do their hair. Really? Yes. So my friend Tara recently went on vacation and... Her husband, Tim, hi guys, uh, he works out a lot. So he has like great upper body strength, which is like what you need to blow out your hair yeah, really well. It's why I can't do it myself, but like my hairdresser can because I don't have the upper body strength to like do my own hair. So anyway, she was like, do you want to try doing my hair? And he was like, sure. And he How did, did it go? an amazing job. Really? He blew out her hair. It looked better than ever. Can you picture Nick doing this? No. No, and I well, I can picture Ian trying to do it and then like getting a comb tangled in my hair and I have to like cut it out with a scissor and it's just a tragic failure. <laughs> but then I know another couple that um are friends with Ian's sister actually uh-huh. and the girl really wanted to learn how to curl her hair with a curling iron, which is easier or it's harder than it looks. Um so she couldn't do it. And her boyfriend no. watched a YouTube tutorial no. and then did it. And then he like regularly curls her hair for her. Okay. I don't believe this. Nick is the king of watching YouTube tutorials to learn anything. Like he can learn how to edit, like, I don't know, camera stuff, video stuff. Oh my God, video get stuff. Nick to do our hair and makeup. There's no way. And But you know what? As an artist, Nick would kill it at makeup, right? Probably. He knows all about like. Contouring Contour. and shading. That's what I'm saying. If anybody is good art. at makeup, it should be him. Yeah. Uh, so I think that Nick has potential, Ian not so much, but I really like this as a trend. So anyway, Laura, what is going on in your week? Oh, well, I've been having a lot of social media anxiety, I guess you could say, about a pretty <laughs> heavy topic. It's always about a heavy topic. Always about a heavy topic. So um, by the time this airs, this will have happened a few weeks ago, but recently Alabama signed a law into a law, a bill that banned almost all abortions in the state with no exceptions for cases of rape or incest. And uh, they ban it after six weeks, which is when, you know, women don't even know they're pregnant at that point. Right. Much. So effectively it is an abortion ban. And it, yes, exactly. So the law, it's scheduled to take effect in six months. And an abortion is only legal if the pregnant person's life is at risk, but a doctor who performs an abortion could face, for any other reason, could face up to 99 years in prison. So people are saying the doctors will be too worried about criminal penalties to like even do an abortion, even if the mom is about to die. So essentially Alabama signed signed a law that prevents all abortions. And it's going to get challenged, but this is still pretty terrifying if you're in the pro-choice camp, which... If any, anybody that listens to the podcast knows, Angela and I have pretty liberal views and we're, we're very much pro-choice. Yes. And what is truly so wild is that the penalty for uh, you know a doctor giving an abortion is worse than the penalty for being a rapist. Like if he is performing or he or she uh, is performing an abortion on somebody who was raped, the rapist is more likely to get a, a lighter sentence than the doctor. If that's not horrifying, I don't. I truly don't know what what is. Yeah, it's been a pretty rough week for both of us living through this news cycle, and I'm sure for a lot of our listeners as well. Yeah, um, especially you know being in New York. I don't know. I've I have had friends that this you know being able to have access to an abortion and not feel like you're trapped and have you know no way out if you have an unwanted pregnancy and you don't want 
this pregnancy and you don't want your life turned upside down, then this is truly, you know, this is truly very scary for them. And I, I see how so many of my friends have gone on to have like successful relationships and careers and like their life would have just been completely thrown off course. Yeah. I mean, I think about this a lot because if it had happened to me, my life would certainly not be where it is today. It would have undoubtedly ruined, effectively ruined my life. Um, and I went to Catholic school my whole life. So I was getting fed a lot of anti-choice propaganda and I was also getting very subpar sex education. So like I, I would have, if I had been faced with that choice, I definitely would have been racked with a lot of guilt in addition to having to make this difficult choice that, uh, that just like, luckily I kind of did my own research and, and found my way to what I believe is the truth and what is right, which is that there is nothing to be ashamed about if you get an abortion. But a lot of people um, don't, are surrounded by, by just one single opinion and, and, and it's, know. it's hard. I mean, that, that Catholic guilt, man. <laughs> that Catholic that guilt. That Catholic guilt will get you. Um, but yeah, when you're on, when you're surrounded by by people that just that all feel a certain way, and you're only fed certain information, it's really hard. And so, like, I really commend you for doing your own research because a lot of people won't take the time. I've actually been doing a lot of my own research now to try. Yeah, you know, I've been thinking like maybe I'm in some weird liberal bubble, and I should be like, you know, what are they saying on like you know, certain religious websites and Fox God. News. Like, well, well, you're certainly not going to get any scientifically backed information on uh, no, that's true. the religious websites. No. Um, but anyway, so why I've been, you know, it's been an emotional week for, for Angela and I. And like, you know, New York re- recently passed uh, a bill as well, which... which controversial. Which is controversial. For yeah, for some, because it, it loosens the, the restrictions on abortion. Um, but... You know, it's still. Uh, anyways, the, we'll we'll get into it more. But I I posted something. I'm not very political on my Instagram. I mostly just post pictures of Rilo and of photo shoots I do, and of Angela and I podcasting. And I don't know. I don't even know. I don't yeah. have. I don't have like a brand, so I just post <laughs> shit that I want. But I I posted a photo of Nick and Rilo and me. It was a beautiful photo that somebody took on Mother's Day of us. And I wrote, so grateful for my family and for the choice to be a family when we were ready. For anyone scared in Alabama, you're not alone. And then I just did a bunch of hashtags like hashtag pro-choice, elections coming, abortion rights, women's rights, human rights, and enforced motherhood. And that was it. It wasn't like, you know, super, super strong. I, yeah, I didn't, it I was didn't, a subtle little nod to acknowledge, hey, the world is burning around us and I want to say something, but maybe this isn't the forum, but... I still feel weird not saying anything. It's the exactly. constant modern day social media struggle that I also identify with. Yes, exactly. So I don't know. I put that comment out. I wasn't really looking for some like political debate. I was just saying, you know, this is on my mind. I'm grateful for my family and I'm grateful that I wasn't like forced to have a family when I wasn't ready. And uh, a family member of mine uh, didn't think my comment was was light enough. She thought it, it well, it warranted a response. Okay. And uh, and she wrote, you know, what is it where they do the thumbs up, like, regarding, you know, the, the, the hand emoji? Oh, she did. The, she gave you the hand the emoji? Point, the pointy hand emoji. Oh, Lord. Like, um, regarding what's above. Okay. She wrote, contraception is legal in Alabama and is an accessible choice to all of its residents. Also, adoption is another way to prevent, quote, forced motherhood. I feel very strongly in believing that Alabama's new law is much more in favor of, quote, human rights than New York's new abortion laws to allow people to terminate life when a baby is full term is gross, unethical, and immoral. I am shocked there's legislation supporting this inhumanity. That's just my humble opinion as a mother of three children and an aunt to six plus more. So when I saw this, there was a lot of things that really upset me about this, but I'm you know, it's family and I, I love this person. I think they're super sweet and nice. I've never gotten, I always try to avoid politics when it comes with family members. And Nick and I have always said that that's best to do because a lot of his family um, has different political views as us. And I want to, res- and I love them with my whole heart. So I want to respect that. And I, I'm, I'm just, I want to change minds, but not at the expense of like fighting with my family, you know? Right. So as someone that's not, 
you know, doesn't know this person. What is your thoughts on that <laughs> comment? Well, I mean, first of all, my thoughts on her comment uh, makes me very angry and frustrated because to me, it sounds like she is not um, doing her due diligence and researching. Uh, it, it seems like she kind of stopped halfway through specifically regarding the, the New York law. Um, it's for when a mother's health is endangered and or the child's not viable right and like the the only women that are getting like I mean I follow a lot of gynecologists on Twitter and I know to be like I follow this person on Twitter so I know what I'm talking about but I try to like follow a lot of medical professionals who know what they're talking about as opposed to like politicians who truly do not um and they all say like women that get these quote-unquote late-term abortions which as we know is not even a medical term it's a term that was created by conservatives uh they're not doing it like on a whim they're not being like you know what i wake i will i carry this baby almost full term i woke up this morning and i changed my mind i don't want this baby you mean people aren't doing that <laughs> so no, no go guys, figure. people are not doing that that's not how these decisions are made they're made under like a lot of stress and duress and they're not taken lightly and right. nobody's out there having abortions for fun for sure and you can i mean it's like devastating to read but there are so many harrowing stories out there of women who have had to have this choice you sent having, me a lot of them yes who have had to have these like late-term abortions and it's certainly not easy but it is for the best they can tell you from their lived experience that like their baby the kindest thing to do for their baby was to ends their life before they had to like be born with like missing parts of their brain or without their their where they can't fully developed and like a lot of and they would babies, have choked they would have choked to death yeah it would and and they described how the abortion went and they're they're not like ripping parts of their limbs how how the conservatives try to make it out right. to be no they it, it's done in like in them the the kindest of ways if if they're you know Oh my, sorry, yeah, I'm, we're gonna we're gonna put a trigger warning in the description of this episode because yeah. we know that this is like unpleasant stuff. It's yeah, unpleasant. But stuff. I'm thinking particularly of an article you sent me of a first person story of this of this mother and and she looked into every possible option. She looked into hospice care for the ba this baby that wouldn't wasn't going to survive very long that would very likely choke to death very very soon and yeah what it couldn't swallow was missing part of its brain it, it was a horrible a horrible horrible story and um yeah ultimately like the doctors agreed that that the kindest thing to do was was to to right. end the pregnancy so to deny mothers like that the choice of being able to do that i think is pretty inhumane personally so i went back and forth of whether I should respond or not. I was like, should I just delete? I feel weird just leaving this comment up there. Should I just delete it? Should I message this family member privately? Uh, like, what do I do? And I was like, I just felt so weird about it. Right. And then it's just hanging there. It's just like hanging there. If I just like don't do anything, you know, I also, I don't like leaving up this wrong information right up there. Um, like, I, I feel like I should at least have the very least have a correction to it <laughs> and, an editor's note <laughs> yeah and then deleting it also felt weird because I don't want to perpetuate like you know living in a bubble and just right. like deleting anybody that has a different opinion so that also felt wrong one friend joked she was like you know why don't you write back that like I appreciate your two cents and for your two cents I'm gonna donate two hundred dollars to Planned Parenthood <laughs> Ooh. but I was like I don't need to be snarky or, or like in your name and right, I was like yeah. I don't need to so anyways I ended up eventually writing back and I I kind of want to get your opinion on if you think what I wrote was okay yes. but I, I already know that you've been very thoughtful about how you were going to respond because you You've been stressing about this. I know. I, I get like a lot of, man, dealing with, you know, interpersonal family stuff mixed with politics. I, I That's like the recipe for me to have Love extreme anxiety. anxiety. Uh, so I wrote, well, I don't think Instagram comments is the best place to have a thoughtful debate about politics, especially with family. I'll do my best to address your points. By the way, this had to be like a two-part comment because <laughs> it was too long. So I'm warning you now. Uh, you seem to have a misunderstanding of the New York law, which maybe that was phrased a little 
rude, but um, it's bluntly. It was true. Sometimes you got to be blunt. Uh, abortions over 24 weeks are only allowed when a healthcare professional determines the health or life of the mother is at risk or the fetus is not viable, like the baby's missing part of its brain or missing its airway, or will have a short life filled with nothing but pain and seized to death. Examples you can read more about if you read the heartbreaking stories of women who have had to make these decisions. And then I linked to this CNN article that had all these stories. Number two, it's great that birth control is available in Alabama. Unfortunately, sometimes contraception fails, which happened with a very close friend of mine. And many people don't have access to it in the state. Also, some people sometimes people get raped. Number three, to suggest adoption is an option overlooks the fact that the government is denying women autonomy over their bodies. Additionally, studies have shown that women rarely choose between abortion and adoption, so the argument's not very effective. It's inconsistent with birth mothers' pregnancy decision-making experiences and their feelings about adoption. You can read more about that study here. Uh, four, most people do not have the support system or resources you or I are so lucky to have. Nearly half of women who have abortions live below the federal poverty level, and forcing them to continue with an unwanted pregnancy means perpetuating the cycle of poverty and pushing them further into a helpless situation. Carrying a baby full term, whether keeping the child or adopting, could mean loss of income, loss of job, and alienation. Like, I mean, Angela, like, can you imagine, you know, you're, you get raped and you have to carry this baby full term everyone at your work knows all your friends you know and then and then let's say you do decide to adopt it out you go back to work and and they're like oh my god so like you know who's the you know where's let me see pictures of their baby and you're yeah. like i adopted it out and like you would have to even if you're not that raped, whole, even if you're not raped even if you're, if you're just a woman with an unwanted pregnancy that you have to carry full term that's and then and then explain to people why you are don't have that child and you and like, right, people. It's they they like, so simplified to be like, just adopt, just carry the baby, and then just like adopt it out. It's easy. Like the toll that my body went through carrying that carrying my baby. It it's it's you you give up so much of yourself. It's a psychological and a physical strain. It really is. Um, sorry. So to continue on with this, uh, number five. When I had a miscarriage, I mourned that baby girl like a real death. But I logically know, as science knows, it was not yet a baby. When I had to get a DNC to remove the embryo when it had stopped developing, I had to undergo the same procedure as an abortion. It was a horrible time. No one is out there having abortions for fun. No one wants that choice. Six, the fact that you or I have children or nieces or happen to know children is completely irrelevant. That was I'm glad you pointed that out. <laughs> that was referring to her comment like, in my humble opinion as a mother of three, it's like, that is irrelevant. People with children don't get any more say over a woman who does not have children. These are individual women's rights. Seven, personally, as someone who is sexually assaulted, I think forcing a rape victim to carry a baby full term is shockingly inhumane. If you would like to discuss this more, I would be happy to do so privately. The last thing I have is something I, I don't really talk about and have not talked about publicly, but, and I don't want to go into it anymore, but I, yeah. as uh, that, that's all I will say about that. But I think that, you know, not having an, an out for that is uh, pretty horrific. It's unfortunate that the only way to make people listen, this has become very clear this past week when all this stuff has been happening, is like the only way to really get people to listen is for women to have to share very personal stories that are very uncomfortable for them to share like you just had to do. And But it's the only thing that makes people like perk up and open their ears and be like, oh. I've never thought about that. Right. Oh, wow. What if, uh, yeah, uh, I, Lord, you know, I, I always used like birth control and, and a condom. And then sometimes I would still do the after morning pill because I was like extra paranoid. But you know what? There was, there was one night where it was out of my control. And, you know, if I was like forced to, if I had gotten pregnant and was like forced to carry a baby that I didn't want, uh, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be here right now. I wouldn't have my child. I, I wouldn't have moved to New York. I wouldn't have found my life would be, uh, You're very like, different. Yes. And it wouldn't have if you lived in Alabama, your life would be very different and it would have been, you would, it would have been out of control in the first place and then out of control again when you weren't able to make the choice about carrying that baby. Yeah. There's a quote that you said has, you've been reading a lot that was shared. Do you want to share it? Yeah. It's, it's kind of long, but, uh, it's been going around and for me, this kind of sums up how I feel about people like your family member that, that commented and seems to think she's on this like righteous crusade for the unborn um, uh, while not taking into account 
people that are actually alive and the quality of their lives. Wait, so, I didn't even get, before we read it, did you like what I responded? Oh, yes. Sorry, I, I didn't even ask you. I want was to that give good? you a standing ovation, but I gave you the online equivalent, which was I liked it. Oh, okay, good. Oh, <laughs> oh you've already seen it. Okay, I, good. I slapped that like okay. on your comment. All right, all right. I wasn't, you know, I, I spent a lot of time. <laughs> you really did. And you, and you sourced your information, which yeah. I think everybody should have to do when when Restani. debating. Which is annoying that on Instagram, though, you can't like click on the links. I know. But so if she really cares, she'll type it in. Maybe. All right. Probably sorry. So, not. So read this thing that, that's been on your mind. Valiant effort. Okay. So anyway, I like this quote. Um, it's from someone named Dave Barnhart. And it says, the unborn, quote unquote, are a convenient group of people to advocate advocate for it they never make demands of you they are morally uncomplicated unlike the incarcerated addicted or the chronically poor they don't resent your condescension or complain that you are not politically correct unlike widows they don't ask you to question patriarchy unlike orphans they don't need money education or child care unlike aliens which by the way is a politically incorrect term itself but whatever we'll get over that unlike aliens they don't bring all that racial cultural and religious baggage that you dislike they allow you to feel good about yourself without any work at creating or maintaining relationships. And when they are born, you can forget about them because they cease to be unborn. You can love the unborn and advocate for them without substantially challenging your own wealth, power, or privilege, without reimagining social structures, apologizing, or making reparations to anyone. They are, in short, the perfect people to love if you want to claim you love Jesus but actually dislike people who breathe. Prisoners, immigrants, the sick, the poor, widows, orphans, all the groups that are specifically mentioned in the Bible, they all get thrown under the bus for the unborn. And wow. yeah, uh, so <laughs> that is how I feel when people come at it from from that religious perspective, which mm-hmm. I believe your family member and did. That means a lot. As, I mean, coming, I'm, I didn't grow up super religious and you did. So having, you know, you say that. Yeah. And I mean, that's I why feel I, like carries carries weight me when i that's why i also resent when people accuse people like you or i of living in a bubble because first of all i feel that everybody lives in a bubble everybody lives in a bubble of their own choosing everybody is the protagonist of their own story (laughs) yes and also uh i may live in a quote-unquote bubble now but believe me i come from not my own bubble shall we say yeah it's true it's very true so um thank you for finding that and sharing that and thank you for talking through this with me i still don't know if i'm gonna if i should like leave that up or if i should reach out i there's still a lot of questions in the air regarding you know i I just want things to be i i I love my family i I just want things to be good you know i get it and uh, but i also care so deeply about these issues that i can't be silenced i think you did the right thing you know it's not like you're disagreeing over like she roots for the mets and you root for the yankees like these are pretty fundamental that issues I, that I feel so strongly about that I, you know, that I feel like very personally invested in that I, you know, whether it's my experience and my multiple friends experiences, I, I've just, I've heard these stories and I've seen, you know, the difference that, that, that having access yeah. to abortions can make. Do you feel better after leaving the comment? I, I do. Um, I, I think I do. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I hope I do. All right. Thank you for listening. That, thank you for sharing. Thank you for talking about it. And, you know, we we do care what our listeners think. So, uh, you know, don't just send me a bunch of, like, hate mail. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I don't know. Let, let us know how you feel about this issue and if you've been affected by it. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick sponsor break, and then we're jumping into what's in the news. We would like to thank our sponsor, Squarespace. Guys, we've been using Squarespace forever. If you want to make it yourself, easily create a website by yourself. And that's what we did when we were just a small, scrappy little sketch show. We wanted to see more professional. And then look, maybe we can have Squarespace to thank for all these amazing things that have happened. We have a book, this podcast that we love doing so much for you guys. That's right. We almost had a TV show. Almost had a TV show. Now we might have a TV movie. TV Who knows? TV it's the projects that never die. It all comes back to Squarespace, though. We yeah. owe it all to them. Think it, dream it, make it with Squarespace. That's right. And tell them why Squarespace is amazing. Uh, they are amazing because they give you beautiful templates that are created by world-class designers. They have a powerful e-commerce functionality that lets you sell anything online if you're a maker of some sort. And they have a built-in search engine op- optimization so people can find you. Plus, if you ever get confused, 24-7 award-winning customer support. 
turn your cool idea into a new website. If you want to check out our websites, you can go to thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Thisiswhyyoursinglebook.com also goes to the same place. lauralane.com, uh, angelspare.com, nickloveslaura.com <laughs> is my wedding website. Is that still up? It's still up. Nick with no K. Uh, what else do I got? I got uh, feministfairytalesbook.com. I'm, I'm just like, I got a million websites. A, a Squarespace empire. I pretty much do. I'm kind of obsessed with making Squarespace websites. Uh, guys, check out squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash single for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use the offer code single to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. All right, um, we're getting back into the lighter things on this <laughs> podcast, and we're going to talk about what's in the news. So, Angela, what has been in the news this week besides our rights being taken away? <laughs> Total tonal shift. Uh, what's in the news is that Facebook's new dating feature um, can turn your Facebook crush into your IRL boo. Oh, I love it. How can one do this? So, according to Annabelle Passero on Refinery29, uh, she says that uh, Facebook. So Facebook, we already know they had Facebook dating, which is the dating feature on Facebook that was launched last fall. Um, it is now rolling out to 14 more countries with a new tool, call, tool called Secret Crush that lets you anonymous, anonymously express interest in your Facebook friends. It's kind of like a reimagined Facebook poke. So Secret Crush lets you connect with the people you already know who you might be interested in, but takes away the potential awkwardness of unreciprocated feelings. Um, the way it works is sort of like your standard dating app. Instead of swiping right, you can choose up to nine of your Facebook friends you're crushing on. If they have enabled Facebook dating, then they'll be notified that someone has a crush on them. But don't worry, they won't know who unless they add you back and there's a match. So they do have to opt into Facebook dating in order to even like receive the message. So if you have a crush on somebody that hasn't enabled it, then you can't. You're shit out of luck. Them. Yeah, you just have to tell them in person, I guess. Um, Got to do it the old school way. This is just like, I, I feel like nobody's using Facebook to meet people already the way like say Instagram. Instagram no, yeah, you like used a, to do it, but no, not It anymore. seems like Instagram would be a more natural fit for a dating app because people are actually using Instagram to meet potential matches, right? Um. I think so. I think you're right. So I, it's hard for me to even wrap my head around whether this is a good idea because I... I don't really go on Facebook anymore. I, yeah. Well, to our point earlier, Facebook is the true like ground zero of just like the worst opinions yeah, exactly. in the world. No, I, I don't go on it. If you ever see me like post on Facebook, Angela, it's really just me posting from Instagram to Facebook, right. you know, like doing that like share thing. I only still have my Facebook because I use Facebook Messenger to for my my group chat with my friends is through Facebook Messenger. Oh, you got to get on like WhatsApp. Well, I know, but we have like years and years and years of conversations. Is it WhatsApp owned by Facebook anyways? Is it? I don't know. They're all. And even Instagram's owned by Facebook. So it's not even like you're like avoiding the devil or anything. It's true. So uh, I don't know, but I feel like years ago when Facebook was like the hot number one social app and I was younger and in college and meeting new people all the time it could have been useful yeah i mean we I used to like message people back but that was back when facebook was only for colleges and so right. i at school we would we would message people that we thought was like cute in classes and stuff but yes but not not anymore not in my 30s yeah yeah so it's yeah the well, and demo- also i haven't been single since i was 24 so true uh but yeah uh I'm not a fan, but I like that you can opt in. So at least it's like they're trying. You're not being like um, approached by somebody and you're like, oh, I'm just here to like post cat memes. Like you have to opt into it. Yeah, I so. think that's good. Yeah. What are, you, what are you reading about? So I'm reading our favorite Science of Us. This is an article by Amanda Arnold called The Average Person Only Gossips 52 Minutes a Day, which uh, she seems to think is not a lot. I seem to think that's like a pretty good amount. Considering you're like probably only awake, what, like 
15 hours a day. Right. Um, and what constitutes gossip? Like, does celebrity gossip count? Because, oh, I, I would bad. think so. Yeah, that's true. So she writes, gossiping is one of humankind's purest joys. It's embarrassingly entertaining, pleasantly unproductive, and an incredible waste of time. All things I agree with, Amanda. All according, things I enjoy. Exactly. And according to a study, people gossip for just under an hour a day. For two to five days, people participated in a University of California Irvine study. They wore portable devices that recorded their conversations. Man, these people were uh, <laughs> very trust, trusting to these people doing the study, uh, which were later analyzed by university researchers. Now, already I've got a problem with this because if you know people are listening to your conversation, you're going to be like a little more careful with what you say. It's, right? Yeah, it's true. So I don't know. I'm skeptical of the study, but I'll tell you what it says anyway. The findings published in the Journal of Social Psycho- Psychological and Personality Science were shocking. The typical person gossips approximately 52 minutes a day, most of which is spent sharing details that are frank- frankly boring as hell. They said, we actually found that the overwhelming majority of gossip was neutral the study author megan robbins told npr about three quarters of the conversation we heard in our sampled conversations was neither positive nor negative but so like, like I literally said, just like an update like oh this person got married yeah yeah ex- exactly that's right. exactly what it is like so, nothing bad or good but you know what if i didn't if people aren't like listening to my conversations and judging me i'm probably gonna gossip a lot more so i'm very skeptical of the yeah, study i'm gonna be a little meaner and i'd be curious to know if you know if if you do you think you gossip more than an hour a day um yeah so actually the aforementioned group chat <laughs> via my facebook is just i think a stream of of constant gossip so angela probably gossips like seven hours a day no, I'm just 24 hours a day 24 hours um there you go yeah uh a lot a lot a lot more but well, I, would, I would agree that a lot of it's neutral but that's also an interesting point they were analyzing what people were saying not that doesn't include gossip that's over text and group chat, which probably is a bulk of gossip. So Right, because that's where you can send like the screenshots of weird shit that people are doing. Exactly. All right, it is time to jump into our mailbox. So first, let's take a quick sponsor break. We would like to thank our sponsor, Care Of. Care Of is a subscription service that delivers vitamins and supplements customized for your specific health needs. You take a short quiz and answer questions about your diet, lifestyle, fitness, and health goals, and Care Of puts together a personalized plan just for you. I actually had a lot of fun when I was doing the online quiz because, you know, I like when people ask me questions about myself. I like answering them. Same. fun. I like to talk about myself. What can I say? That's why we have a podcast. It's true. And, you know, like, these are not questions that I normally ask myself. Like, I don't think about what I could possibly need more of in my diet maybe I should this is why this is good for me exactly like they've told me I need to take calcium because you know I which I wouldn't have even thought of sure I stopped drinking milk but (laughs) but (laughs) and it seems fairly obvious but uh you know sometimes the obvious is you need someone else to tell you these things no it's true and I even though I am not vegan or vegetarian I do a lot of milk alternatives and it occurred to me recently I was like oh I think I need to play around with my care of thing and get me some some calcium. I know. Because, you know, sometimes, yes, they have calcium in it, but like maybe not enough, whatever. They exactly. just ask a lot of questions about your diet and it's very helpful. Exactly. So if you also like talking about yourself, go to care of's website. They have their fun online quiz that asks you about your diet, your health goals, your lifestyle choices, and it only takes five minutes to find out your personal scientifically backed vitamin and supplement recommendations. You answer easy questions like how much sleep you're getting. Are you looking for more energy? Do you need something to help support weight management or healthy hair, skin, and nails? Who doesn't love that? And it gets really personalized. And then depending on your personalized care of plan, you'll get daily vitamin packs and or protein powders sent to your door. It's so cute and customized. The packets even say your name on them, which is very thoughtful. And, you know, we mentioned vegan and vegetarians earlier. If you are vegan and vegetarian and looking for supplements, they have options for you available to match your dietary needs and to ensure you're getting the nutrients that you need for those specific diets. Very cool. Guys, we're hooking it up for 25% off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com and enter our promo code. This is why. That's 25% off your first care of order. Go to takecareof.com and enter the promo code This Is Why. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Movement. You guys, you've heard us talk about movement disrupting the watch industry. I'm all about my rose gold Hermosa watch. Well, now they're doing it again with sunglasses. That's right. They have amazing sunglasses and they are disrupting the sunglass 
industry. Angela has been looking so fashionable lately wearing these really cool, what she calls Hollywood glam sunglasses. I'm all about them. I need to get myself a pair. They're really cool. All of their styles come with a polarized lens, so you never have to worry about that harsh summer light. Movement sunglasses start at just $60 and no pair prices over $95, so you're guaranteed to find a style you'll love with quality that doesn't break the bank. They've sold over 2.5 million products across more than 160 countries, and their collections are always expanding. We are hooking it up on the podcast as usual. We've been big fans of Movement for a long time. They've been a big, a big supporter of our podcast. And so today we're giving 15% off with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash single. See why movement keeps growing. Check out their expanding collection. Go to mvmt. So it's just the word movement without the vowels, mvmt.com slash single and join the movement. All right, Angela, what do we have in the mailbox this week? Okay, well, first up, our listener, Jessica, uh, wrote to us, and she wants some menu help. I'll let you know what that means. She says, I've recently been asked on a second date with a guy that I'm into. He wants to take me to a fairly upscale restaurant. He also told me that he's sort of vegetarian while I am a full-fledged meat eater. I've had a look at the menu online, and all the options are either dishes uh, that are either fish slash veggie, which are relatively which are relatively priced, or meat, which are very expensive. I don't want him to think I'm choosing vegetarian just because he is and also don't enjoy it as much, but also don't want to choose the most expensive thing on the menu. Am I overthinking it? Help. This is kind of what inspired the episode of overthinking because I yeah. love this question. She's it's so, a big overthinking she's situation. She's so overthinking it, but, but like, it's also like so cute that she like looked up the menu to see the prices of things so that she could like, you know, because it's hard you're trying to like, talk to someone on a date, but when you're reading the menu, you like really have to focus on the menu and it could be kind of awkward, you know, yes. the waiter will keep coming over and you're like, oh, sorry, we still haven't looked at the menu. We're still chat. We'll, we're still talking. And this way you can kind of be like, kind of glance down and be like, I pick. And like, he'll be like, oh man, like you're so easy going. You just like right. pick off the menu. Whereas me, it would take me like just like, ten, you know, 15 minutes just to look at the menu. Right. So I appreciate everything she's saying. Uh, I mostly am vegetarian. Uh, I'm sorry you don't enjoy it as much. Just know <laughs> that it's much healthier for you. We know. Um, but I'm I do, a meat eater too. <laughs> I do. I do eat fish. And um, so she doesn't want fish. So the, you know, well, relatively priced. Okay, why do you get the fit? The, if the fish option's relatively priced, get the fish option. I mean, I, I still think eat she's fish. saying she doesn't like it as much. I mean, so th- she basically lists two reasons why she doesn't want it. She says she doesn't want him to think she's choosing vegetarian or, I guess, fish just because of him. That's like should not even be a factor in your mind. Yeah, I'm you can sure choose. He's not going to think that. No, he's and not. And if he does, who cares? That's like a nice thing you're doing. I mean, you shouldn't pick it just because of him like that would be an issue i love that he's sort of vegetarian which is kind of like me i'm like sort of right. vegetarian but i Pescatarian. eat vegetarian yeah um so i mean don't choose the most expensive thing on the menu that's, if, if that's like really what you're worried about but, but then I like would, choose something else and it's fine yeah, and even he if he picked the restaurant right exactly he so he knows it. the prices mm-hmm. i don't think that he expects you to pick to the, cheapest, the thing. cheapest thing like if you can't afford the most expensive Thing on a menu, I would venture to say you can't afford to take somebody there, right? Well, I, I don't mean, know. There, there are also, like restaurants that have like those like you know two items that are like a gazillion dollars, and that's more of like their show pieces. Right. And so, well, the just other don't side order of that. that comment is like, yeah, I don't or order the most expensive thing on the menu, and then order don't anything else. Just don't order the most expensive and order whatever else you want. I'm sure there's like a chicken option, yeah, that exactly can't be lobster priced, right? Yeah, for sure. Uh, so yeah, don't, don't worry about it. Don't get the most expensive. We think that's a good instinct. And then yeah. But also try fish. Fish is great. Fish is great. And it's really good for you. All right. What else we got in the mailbox? Okay. Uh, this one is from an anonymous listener and she writes, I recently matched with this guy. We chatted for a couple days with conversation was casual and revolved around ice cream. My favorite food, obviously. He then invites me to a day trip to Napa. I live in the Bay Area. I decline because one, it is my friend's birthday party, and two, good. I like your picking your girlfriends over over guys. Yes, obviously that is the right choice. And two, I don't go on trips with strangers. An even better reason. Also, 
right choice. Uh, he seems pretty insistent on it, and I keep politely declining for the same reason. Okay, he's creeping me out already. Yeah, bad sign. Um, he finally lets it go. He says he wanted to hang out for an extended date because he only had a day or two in the city. Well, too bad. Like we, it, we're not dating on your terms. So she's it, wait. like, it needs to be like a mutual thing, and like this girl wants to go to coffee with you, then like. Then like take her up on the coffee date. Well, oh, the, you want to like go on extended date? I'm sorry, like too bad for you, dude. Yeah, the, uh, the next tidbit is a bit important though. She says, "I find out he's from New York and visits my area frequently." Okay, well that's still fine. Like, so what if you are you know doing the like long distance like Tindery thing? Then like when you are in whatever city you visit frequently, like you're just gonna have to go on like a coffee date that people are comfortable with. You can't just like take people overnight the first time they're meeting yeah, you. Yeah, people can't operate on your schedule. No, I hate this guy. But uh, so she says, yeah, he visits the area frequently. So I tell him we can hang out the next time. I checked the distance on Tinder and he was indeed a couple thousands of miles away by Monday. Okay. I'm surprised when he texts me. And again, our conversation is casual, nothing deep. Then I hop back on Tinder and find he's unmatched me, but he's still texting me. All right, weirdo. Not sure what to make of it. What do you guys think? Run? Yeah. Sorry for the long email. I know you guys don't have a long time. We it's don't. Okay. We don't. Right. It's fine. It's fine this time. But but just for any other listeners, like if it's really crazy long, sometimes we just can't even read it. We're like, this is overwhelming. I can't. Yeah. You got to just do short paragraphs. But this actually this wasn't. This was good. This, this is a good length. I actually appreciate max. that she thinks that this was long because it's actually like a paragraph and a half where I appreciate like half paragraph. Anyways. Uh, yeah. You need to run from this guy. He's a creeper and he just wants to do like a booty call whenever he's in this, like whenever he's in San Francisco or what you live in. Yeah. Napa. The Bay Area. Bay Area. Um, he's just looking for a booty call and he sucks and he wants things on his term and I already his terms and I already don't like that at all. Yeah. If something's already a headache before you've even met in person, I would say cut your losses early. <laughs> yeah. You have no reason to feel a connection with this guy, especially even you say the conversation's kind of boring. It's just like surfacey. So yeah, go keep keep looking in the Bay Area. Yeah, I agree. If any of you listeners have questions that you want us to answer or if you have any funny messages that you want to share with us, you can email us at contact at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. All of our contact info is also on our website at thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. Now it's time for our reason of the week. This week's reason is overthinking everything. I'm so excited. It's my favorite topic possibly that we've ever done. Oh my God. I'm so glad that <laughs> I picked this one. Okay. So this is inspired by reading too much into the menu, but that's just one small example because we have all overthought so many things. This episode could also be called making assumptions. A lot of overthinking is assuming someone is thinking something that they aren't. Uh, examples that I've done or have had friends do is I've assumed somebody's ignoring me on purpose when they don't text back right away. Uh, I've assumed that someone's trying to get out of hanging out with me. So for example, I was like recently in California and a friend was like, oh, I don't actually don't know if I can hang. Like my baby kind of has the flu, which I appreciate because I don't want my baby around like another baby that has the flu. Uh, but then I was like, but then she's like, oh, but if you want, you know, if my baby's feeling like, you know, better later in the day, we might go to like a, a baby meetup. And I was like, what? So like, you don't want me to come because your baby's your kid is sick, but then you're going to bring your sick kid to like a meetup. I was like, now I just think you're getting out of like hanging out with me <laughs> when we were scheduled to hang out. Right. And like, maybe you just want to do things on your terms. And I still think that, that was actually what this friend was trying to do was that they were like, so you're not overthinking it. No, you're but thinking but, it just enough. It, the situation was so weird that I was like, you're just clearly not communicating what you at. Like, I think what the, she really should have texted was like, I actually, like my my day is kind of crazy and I don't want to meet up when we scheduled any way you can do this other thing I'm going to do. Right. But like instead it was like all weird. So yeah, I definitely overthought that. Uh, I was also overthinking how someone dresses. Like one time I was going to like a fancy event with Nick when we first, first started dating and he didn't realize it was fancy and like kind of showed up in like jeans and a t-shirt. And I was like, and then I don't know, for some reason my head went to like, oh, he doesn't care. <laughs> you know, when really like he was kind of embarrassed, was like, oh my God, I didn't know this was fancy. I better like run home and change. And I was annoyed for no reason. So I don't know. A anybody can overthink so many things. What are some stuff that you've overthought? Oh, I overthink everything. And I actually, as I've mentioned on the podcast, I recently made the great decision to go back to therapy. 
And it's been wonderful. But one thing that I have discovered or I guess rediscovered about myself in therapy is that overthinking is a big problem for me. My therapist calls it over-intellectualizing, which I... is so very fancy. I like way prefer that because it makes me sound like an intellectual and it's like, oh, just so smart, you know. And I just, just over-intellectualizing over, yeah. everything. Uh, but it's really just a fancy word for overthinking. So what kind of things have you been overthinking? Um, I mean, everything. Every little decision, um, like just anything trying anything new basically like if I want to try a class at a gym like I want to but then I'm like mm, but what if I go and I'm the only beginner and I don't know what I'm doing and I look stupid and what if I go and I don't know anybody and everybody else knows each other and she's and like then, what's the worst that's gonna happen right and then so by the time I'm done like going through these thoughts I'm like I just haven't signed up for the class because I'm spending too much time thinking about it um so the best advice that my therapist gave me, and it's like pretty simple, but she says, you know, with anxiety like that, you can't go around it. You have to go through it. So you just stop thinking. You turn off the switch kind of, and you just like click the sign up button and you can like worry about it later, but you got to go through it, you know? Oh, I love that. That's such great advice. Um, Yeah. But like, I definitely like, it's just socially as it applies to like dating and social interactions. The other night I went out with a friend and he was in a really bad mood. And the whole time I was like, he's mad at me. He doesn't like hanging out with me. He doesn't like me. And then he probably had a bad day. I found out that he had broken up with his boyfriend and he had like a bad work situation. And you I was think like, it's all about and, you. Well, I was, and I was literally like, oh, the world doesn't revolve around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But huh. but that's what we do because, you know, we're the protagonists of our own movie yes. and as we walk through life and that's how that happens. Um, one thing when it came to dating that I really overthought was, uh, you know, I guess I had been like, you know, I hadn't been in a serious relationship. So when I was like dating people, like they spend the night and you usually like, you know, you hook up. So yeah. the first time that Nick came over and we like, we didn't like kind of really like mess around and we just like went to sleep. I was like, oh my God, he's not interested in me anymore. And I wrote him this long email, like, why don't you like me anymore? <laughs> and he was like, we're just comfortable around each other. I, I was just so tired. Like I, I just wanted to hang out with you and not hook up. And I was like, oh, people don't just want me for my body. <laughs> they... He, I, I, I don't know. I just was overthinking that. Yes. Because I had, I, it's, and it makes me really sad to admit that that's where my head went, that I was just used to people just like, just assuming guys always want to, you know, right. all, guys always want to fuck. And like, they don't. Well, it's also mind reading. That's like a thing that I have a problem with as well, is where you think you, you're like, oh, I know exactly what that person's thinking. And then that like feeds into your overthinking. But yeah. you never know. You never know what people are thinking. And that brings us to our Reason of the Week Breakdown. People have been overthinking for centuries. I'm going to read Angela some quotes about overthinking that I found on the internet. And she has to guess where they came from. Are you ready? I can't wait. So this is, some of these are from books, from, you know, songs, from movies. All right. First up. Anna, honey, you've always had a tendency to overanalyze everything. Go with your gut. Uh, can I have a hint? Yeah. The book at slash movie uh, like about BDSM. Oh, is it Fifty Shades of Grey? Yes, it is. Right? Okay. Like BDSM? Right? Yeah. That's yeah, what it's yeah. called. Um, you can't be that kid standing at the top of a water slide overthinking it. You have to go down the chute. This is one of our favorite comedians from SNL. Oh, well, then it's not what I thought it was. <laughs> I was going to say, oh, well, I can't even remember the name, but that movie with the kids with the baseball. Now, this is no. from a book of our fav one of our favorite comedians. From SN oh, is it Simon Rich? Uh, no. Damn a female, it. Tina Fey. Oh, that was my it. girl. That was in Bossy Pants. Man, I, I should have known that. I thought you would get that. Uh, all right. Run around just so I don't have to think about thinking. This is in a song. From a singer that had, is no longer with us and had a big bouffant. Uh, David Bowie. A woman, a woman, a woman. Oh, uh, with big eyeliner. Oh, kind God. of retro. She sounds wonderful, whoever she is. Retro, British. She died. <laughs> um, wow. Amy Winehouse. Oh, my God. Another overthinker. I know. A fellow um, overthinker. Okay. We cannot solve our problems with the same thinking we used when we created them. 
this is a man, uh, the the ultimate genius. White hair, you know. Oh, is it Albert Einstein? Yes. Totally knew that one. Okay, we got two more for you. I was thinking too much about how I didn't want you to go. I didn't want to kiss you goodbye. That was the trouble. I wanted to kiss you goodnight. And there's a lot of difference. Um, This is uh, one of the famous male writers of our time. Oh. I was going to say it sounds like a nervous British man like Hugh Grant, but I guess not. Ernest Hemingway from Letters to Hash Richardson. He was kind of a fuckboy. Yeah. That Ernest. Um, All right. Last one. Taking crazy things seriously is a serious waste of time. Give me a hint. Okay. Your hint is he's like a designer or a Japanese writer. Sorry. Japanese writer. Um, his books and stories have been bestsellers in Japan as well as internationally. A Japanese writer. <laughs> I feel like I can see his name and book cover in my mind, but I don't know what the name is. But when Haruku you say it, Marukami. That guy. That guy. It sounds like I'm lying, but... Is that really who you were thinking? That's what I was thinking. <laughs> really? <laughs> yes. I sucked at that quiz for somebody who overthinks a lot. I should know <laughs> these, but this is great. These are all quotes I can incorporate into my daily life of overthinking. Okay, I'll give you one more. <gasps> a bonus. A bonus one. To think too much is a disease that feels Shakespearean. A Russian novelist, not Shakespeare. (laughs) Uh, Russian novelist. Probably the only one you've heard of. Starts with a D. Doi. Tevsky? Doistevsky? Doistevsky? Yep, 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 yep. (laughs) Uh, Oh, oh, wait, I got to give you their win. Yep, oh, thank go. you. Thank you. I, I think I forgot the buzzer last one. But that was like anyways, a pity ding, 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 but I'll take it. Just know if you're overthinking, you're not alone. All these people have overthought and have yep. written about overthinking. We hope we've cleared up this week's reason because that is it for this week's This Is Why You're Single podcast. Check out our book. It's available on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, and our audiobook on Audible. Yep, and you can get hooked up with discounts from all of our sponsors. For a full list of sponsors in the coach, check out our podcast page on thisiswhyyoursingleshow.com. We are also on social, so you can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Your Single Show. Uh, if you want to check out Laura's controversial Instagram post, you can follow her where? Uh, Laura Lane Rad. You know, don't troll this person. They're still my family. But, you know, but, but, uh, you know, you can uh, politely engage, constructively uh, tell her how wrong she is. No, no, just, just don't troll. Just don't troll. That's all I'll say. Well, let's treat everybody with respect. I am at Sparadactyl on Instagram and Twitter. And if you ever see somebody with offensive political views in my comments, you can politely troll, troll the, the shit, shit out, out of them. them. <laughs> um, please like and subscribe on iTunes. And thank you so much for listening. Tune in next week for a whole new show. Bye. Bye. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. This is why you're single. Ba, 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 ba. That was a HeadGum Podcast. <laughs>